What's going on everybody? It's Ryan Fontenot here once again on the One Million Cent Podcast. I'm excited about today's episode as I have a good friend on here with me. You know this, that our goal with this podcast is that we want to see one million teens trained to share the gospel by 2030 around the globe. And so this podcast is just part of that. We hope that it will be an encouragement. We hope that it'll be a time of equipping. And we hope that whether you're a parent, a pastor, a youth minister, or even, yes, a teenager, that this podcast will bring value to your life, stir up a fresh fire and passion to share Jesus, and as we like to say, to live since. So, well, today I have a great friend of mine here with me. His name is Cameron Crow. He is the student pastor at First Baptist Church, Farmersville. Cameron, how's it going, man? Man, it is great. We have been here for a week and we are excited just getting kind of our feet wet. So things are going great in this new season of life. That's awesome, man. I always love catching the uh, people on the front end of ministries. Um, you know, I know moves can be tough and, and ministry moves can be can be awesome and awful both at the same time, man. But you're looking good and you look like you've survived it so far. Yes, yes. No, we're looking good. We're getting uh, some sleep and yeah. Good. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, dude, we always like to start out with the little rapid fire questions. These have probably nothing to do with anything except to, hey, check out, maybe help you know a little bit more about Cameron. So I want to drop these off to you. We'll see what happens, man. I'm excited to hear your responses. So question number one we ask, is it coffee for you or energy drinks? Red Bull. Oh, there it is. Red Bull paid advertisements right there. I love it. Red Bull. All right. Not even sugar free, man. You went fully no, loaded. I no, love we that. Need the sugar. All right, man. Are you a morning, midday or night person? I'm morning all the way. Morning. Okay. All right. So when you say morning, is there, you have a get up time? Like six o'clock. Okay. Okay. Right, we okay. go. Once, once morning hits, we go. You like it. All right, man. Drive or fly? Your preferred method of travel? Uh, Fly. Fly. All right. Well, so there. when it comes to seasons in the year, winter, spring, summer, fall. Oh, uh, spring. Let's spring. Go yeah, I like that. I like that. OK. All right. Are you a beach person or a mountain person? Oh, mountain. All the way. Mountain. All mountain right. All, all right, man. So when it comes to desserts, pie or cake? Cake. Trust cake. Like you have a, you have, what'd you say? Tres leches cake. I knew you were going to I thought that's what you said. Tres leches. I love it, man. All right. When it comes to the Bible, Old Testament or New Testament guy? New Testament. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of the New Testament, when it comes to the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, what's your favorite one? Yeah, mine's John. He is the one Jesus loved. Like, I love his sarcasm. It's great. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I am the disciple Jesus loved. I'm going to put that in here so everybody knows. I love that. And last, but uh, most, you know, most important uh, is, I don't want you to answer this one, though. I want you to think about it because we're going to come back at the end of the podcast. And we're going to find out, and you guys can guess as you're watching this or listening to it, is Cameron Crow a dog guy or a cat guy? Don't answer that. We'll come back to it at the end. So hopefully you have an answer for us. Um, if you want to guess, go ahead and drop that in. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. Hey, if you're right, uh, as you type that in somewhere on the comments, then you know what? Every once in a while, we just randomly send out a prize for someone getting it right. Cat guy or dog guy. So anyway, Cameron, those are fun, man. I hope, um, man, people learn a little bit more about you. Um, 
I don't know, man. I'm trying to think in my mind, is he a cat guy or a dog guy? I have something in mind, but I don't know. So I've been shocked before. So, all right, man. Well, let's kick this off, man. Tell us a little bit about what you do. You're the student pastor, First Baptist Church, Farmersville, man. You've been there a week at the time of this recording. By the time this airs, it'll be a little while longer. But tell us, man, what is your role? What do you do? Yeah. So my role here is just to reach students. Right. And so reach students, disciple students. And so what we always tell parents and what we always still tell people is that our role is to come alongside parents yeah. and help them disciple their kids. And mm-hmm. so that that right there, plus um, our goal is to that there's a statistic that says 75 percent of students when they graduate high school, they leave the church. So our goal is to reduce that number and partner with parents. Um, now we have situations where students don't have parents. And, and so we, we, that role looks a little bit different, but, uh, we want to see students on fire for Christ, right? We want to see students learning how to share their faith, learning how to grow in their faith, learning to how to lead others in their faith. And so that is everything we do is, is that right there? Sunday morning, Wednesday night, Sunday night, Tuesday afternoon, whatever we're doing, that's our goal. Yeah, I love it, man. I love that. And, and, you know, you and I chatted a little bit earlier just about, you know, student ministry and family. And, you know, there, there are those who'd say, well, student ministry isn't biblical. It's not needed. It should all be in the family. But you and I know in our culture, in our context, you alluded to a little bit, hey, there's a lot of students who not only don't have like mom and dad, like they have mom and dad that may be totally not believers. And so to expect that to rest in the home, um, only is is not the culture we live in up uh, would we love that to be true absolutely but that's not the culture we live in well even even now like i grew up in a christian home my dad uh mm-hmm. is, is the deacon my mom taught sunday school and still teaches sunday school for 40 years um mm. but if you look back my my grandpa was in the war right mm. in World war two and, and when he came back it was really just the survival mode that we now know is for most of those guys ptsd and so he's going to church and we look at VBS and history of churches where the women are leading a lot of these programs and the men are just trying to survive. My dad's generation, they, they're, they're taking it a step further. They're growing in their faith and they're leading, but they're not, most of them weren't just leading out on fire. And yeah. so now what we're trying to do is, is fix that. We're trying to um, alleviate that. And so it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work to not have that. Sure. Back in when, in Jesus day, like there was, right you know, these, these people that they would follow and we see people following and the call to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just not a reality. And if we leave it up to that, um, it's not, it's not going to work. You know, the yeah. Gen Z is not going to come to know Christ. Mm, that's good, man. Yeah. And I think a lot of times I've said this on a couple other deals is we often go, it's this either or deal and it's not an either or most of the time it's a both. And, and so I don't think it's either, or I think it's both. And so I love your heart of, Hey, we're here to reach students, but we're here to do that by partnering with parents where we can and when we can. And I think that's obviously where it flourishes. So thank you for what you're doing, man. Thank you for your love for the students, love for the gospel, love for the family, love for the church, man. Uh, we have a kindred spirit. We've known each other for several years, man. It's a joy uh, to serve with you, man, and to have you on the podcast today. So um, a lot of people want to know, especially students who may be watching this, they're like, man, I feel this call to ministry on my life, but how do I get to become a, a youth pastor? I get asked that a lot. Like, how did you get to do what you're doing? And so real quick, man, how did you get to where you are in student ministry? 
Yeah. So I think a lot of the times, anytime we're obedient in our faith or what God's called us to do, um, it feels like that game where you close your eyes and put your forehead on a bat in this spin around <laughs> in circles. And then you try yeah. to realize, what do we do? Um, yeah. You know, if you feel called to ministry, start serving wherever mm. you're at. And God's going to tell you, go left or go right. You know, I, yeah. I found a gentleman that um, discipled me. His name's Zach Nicholson. He's a pastor in Boston. And um, and just said, Hey, Zach, I, I feel this calling on my life. Do you see it? Can you help me explore it? And he started to oversee my, I guess my development or yeah. oversee my calling and would just like pawn me out to a pastor for in, in a certain ministry for a week or pawn me out to another part of, um, of the church and just let me see this whole idea. And then gave me the ability to make mistakes. I look back on some of my old sermons and um, I decided to just throw them away so I would quit looking back at them. Yes. Um, yeah, they're brutal. And uh, I have I have friends that can literally quote my four lines, you know, mm, like yes. you know, what sermon you preach, you're going to say these four lines. I love it. Um, but to have someone that, one, starts serving and find mm -hmm. someone that sees that calling, Right. I remember yes. when I my dad, I said, Hey dad, I feel called a student or I feel called a ministry. And he said, definitely not music. Right. Like he, <laughs> he I cannot sing. Yes. Thank uh, you for being I, honest. Yes. But he, I mean, he supports me, uh, yeah. 300 miles an hour, but, uh, it's cool to have those people that see it and that are mm -hmm. confident because, um, you know, the third thing I would say is go do something else. If you feel called to ministry, go do mm -hmm. something else. Cause there's going to be a moment where you feel like you're on an island and you feel mm -hmm. like uh, financially, I can't do this. Uh, spiritually, I can't do this. Physically, I can't do this. And if you do anything else, then get into ministry. You're going to go, you know what? Like, I can do that. This. this is what God's calling. Your calling is mm -hmm. going to be what holds you there. And so um, yeah. for me, it's it, it's been that calling that has sustained me. But continuing to walk every day in that mm -hmm. calling. Um, and That's find it support you there's a statistic and i'm going to butcher it but let's look at the look at it um but it's something like 1.5 or 1.7 percent of student pastors that are doing ministry alone they don't have other student other student pastors coming alongside them mm -hmm. they only last about 1.7 years wow. um, but if you have people coming alongside you that number of where you stay in a church jumps to like 4.5 it mm -hmm. almost triples yeah. if you mm -hmm. have people around you. So if yeah. find people who feel called as well, that can lead you, disciple you. The reality is we just need people to disciple us. No matter what yeah. we're doing in life, yeah. find someone yeah. to disciple you and see and, and acknowledge your purpose that God's given you. Man, that's so good. Somebody feeling that call to ministry. It's like, number one, <clears throat> start serving where you are. I can't mm -hmm. think of anything better than that. Don't wait. It's like generosity, right? We're like, well, when I start making a lot of money, then I'll be generous. No, if you're not generous now, you yeah. won't be generous then. Yeah. And so, so start serving where you are. Um, you know, find a mentor. I, I, I tell people that too, like find someone who's doing what you feel called to do and reach out to them, try to connect with them. And until you find the one who can mentor you a little bit and then find that band of brothers or sisters around you who can keep you in the game, right? We all need each other. Jesus sent out the disciples two by two, right? So we need other people um, in our life, man. That That's gold right there, man. I'll make sure we drop those in the show notes. So yeah, you're going to, you're going to find those people in your life that'll keep you in ministry, find that band of brothers, find those band of sisters around you, man, who can keep you rolling in the call that, that God has on you. So uh, Cameron, just knowing you 
and knowing, man, your stories and, and things we share on text threads and stuff like that. You have a passion for reaching the next generation. And um, let me just ask you this, man, why why are you so passionate? Because I guess I ask this all the time, Ryan, why are you why are you so passionate about going after students? Like, like, so I want to ask, like, why, Cameron, are you passionate about reaching this next generation? Yeah, it's, you know, it's one of my favorite things to see. And I don't know if this is just something got put in my heart. I used to say my favorite thing is to lead people to Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite thing now is to watching students lead their friends to Christ, right? Yeah, that's good. And, you know, God has called us to share the gospel. God has called us to be obedient. And I think it's more of a personal thing for me mm -hmm. because I, I struggle every day to wake up and to go share the gospel. Yeah. Right? Yesterday, I had a conversation that I failed to finish sharing mm -hmm. the gospel in, and it's still bothering me today, right? Like, God, we, we should all go, and I'm probably going to go now to the dollar store and finish this conversation, <laughs> but we should all go and share the gospel. And so teaching students how, I, when I grew up, when I was 14, I knew that I needed to share the gospel, but I didn't quite know how. I didn't quite know what to do. And so to give students the ability to step out in their faith, Mm -hmm. um, and step out into the calling that God has onto their life. Mm -hmm. um, it's just something God has just really put on my heart. I love that, man. That's so good. It's just this reality, man. And that's a good way to say it. it's kind of like, I think a lot of times like being a parent, right? Like, you know, you love spending time with your kid and pouring into them. But when you see them pouring into other people, you're like, wow, that's incredible. You know, and when you, when it's getting passed on. So that's a great picture there, man. Not just leading students to Jesus, but then when you train them and equip them and you see them bringing their friends to Jesus, man, that's a, that's a game changer there. So, well, um, well, a lot of times we talk about this. I appreciate you sharing, Hey man, I missed an opportunity yesterday. Right. So as passionate as we are and as serious as we are about telling others about Jesus, we don't bat a thousand, man. We, we, we fumble the ball and uh, we miss opportunities. And so, but, but there are a lot of people who just don't share their faith. Um, can, can you kind of maybe talk to that a little bit? Why is maybe one reason you've seen students or even adults who aren't actively sharing their faith? Why is that? I think it goes down to two things, actually. But one, the first thing is this, is our identity in Christ. We need to understand who we are in Christ. If I don't know that I'm a football player on my high school football team, then how can I go tell people mm -hmm. that I'm a football player on my high school yeah. football team? Or if I don't know I'm a pilot, pilots love to tell you that they're pilots, right? So if I don't know that I'm a pilot, then I'm not going to tell people. If I don't know who I am in Christ and what he's done for me, we all have a story to tell, right? Yeah. Um, the second thing is understanding the reality um, that failure is going to be majority of the situation. Mm. Uh, yeah. And when I was, before I got into ministry, I was in sales and we were told that in, in one of the books, we were told that you're going to fail 20 times before you succeed in a sales call. So get those 20 no's out of the way. Now, we <laughs> yeah. have an advantage because we have yeah. the Holy Spirit preparing right. the way. We have the Holy Spirit calling us. We have the Holy Spirit equipping us. So we're not going to get to those. It, it's going to be shorter. Um, the uh, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary and a few other seminaries every year before one of the major conferences, annual conferences, they go to that town and they go door to door knocking mm. and telling yeah. about Jesus. And they have almost an 11% success rate of mm. knocking on a door and sharing Christ with people. So yeah. the more we do understand you're going to fail, mm -hmm. but understand that you're also going to succeed and get through those no's 
Knowing yeah. who you are in Christ, mm-hmm. knowing the Great Commission is all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go. So just right. go understanding that God's in control. Mm-hmm. You're going to fail because people have a choice to make, but right. you're also going to succeed. And the cool thing, when we succeed, we get to experience the resurrecting power of the gospel in someone mm-hmm. else, a miracle we get to be a part of. Yeah, that's good, man. I tell people this too, you know, we can often think, well, they didn't get saved, so man, I failed or I messed up or whatever. But the truth is, you know, I think the only time we truly fail is when we fail to tell, you know, yeah. when we fail to, to to sow that little seed, when we fail to open up our mouth and share. And so, man, that, that's so good, man. A, a rejection or a no is not even a rejection or a note us because if we're being faithful to sow the gospel, sow the seed, man, God is the one who brings the harvest. And so that's the call we have, right? To go yeah. and tell, right? To live uh, sin. Yeah. So out of that, if somebody's going, well, I, I want to be serious about sharing my faith. I, I want to be able to tell other people about Jesus. Man, I, I know I need to, um, may, but but they get overwhelmed by, it's kind of like reading the Bible. It was like, hey, read your Bible. Well, man, where do I start? How do I do it? Whatever. Um, so it's often, I think, helpful to give like one next step. So we know we can't do everything, but we all can do something. So what is one next step that maybe someone who's listening or watching this would go, hey, man, I I, I want to open up my mouth and tell someone about Jesus. I want to go into Dollar Tree and be able to share it with somebody. I want to tell my friend about Jesus. What's one next step that you think people could take? Yeah, learn how, whether it's your story, like prepare, right? So before I met Christ, I was this. When I met Christ, this happened, and now I'm this. You could do that. Mm -hmm. You could go through the four, right? Just learn Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, the heart is that God loves us, right? The, Mm -hmm. um, Division sign is sin separates us from him, but the cross, God died on the cross for our yeah. sins, rose from the grave, and the question mark, what are we going to do with it? Or maybe you're told yeah. us three circles or Roman road, but learn how, and then practice. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do is take students to the town down the road and say, practice in this mall. You're going to yeah. fail. Practice making mistakes, and, and just practice. Because mm-hmm. uh, the more we practice telling our story, developing our story, the more we can tell it, right? If you use your story, it's more personable. And, Mm. you know, everybody likes to tell a fishing story. Uh, But But this one's going to be true, right? This is going to be one where people are going to be excited to hear, hey, God actually did this in my life. And they're more likely to respond to a personal story than Mm. they are to respond to, hey, um, come to church and listen to this old guy. (laughs) That's right. right. Yeah, man, that's right. Because it's a lot of times about relationship. It's about that connection on that level there. And so, but being prepared, man, is so crucial. Um, Just find a way, pick a way, uh, you know, um, find a way to deliver the gospel, your story, whatever it is. So pick a way, find out. As a matter of fact, those of you watching this, we'll drop some resources down in the show notes here, just different places that we we know, hey, here's a way you can learn to share the gospel. Find one that works for you. And this is the One Million Cent Podcast. So don't forget, go to onemillioncent.com. We have completely free training there for you as an individual. If you happen to be a leader, a student, student pastor or a pastor or even a lay leader, and you want to help others in your ministry learn how to share the gospel, we have those resources there as well. Plus, we have an easy just kind of presentation of the gospel that if you know someone who needs Jesus, 
And man, you're not there to have that conversation with them yet. Send them that link and, and they can watch the gospel too. So one million cents.com. So, so Cameron, I'll go ahead. There's some cool things real quick that like take a picture, airdrop it to somebody, right? Like, yeah. Because yeah. you know, on that airplane that you don't like driving right. across the country, right? Start airdropping yeah. the gospel to people. Yeah, that's good, man. There's always cool ways to do that. And uh, man, and, and and that's what I'm loving about this podcast. We're being able to share specific ways. Hey, get ready, get prepared. Here's unique ways to share the gospel. And maybe we'll do a, a, a joint podcast in the future with me and you and several others and go, hey, here's a creative way to share. And we'll just drop some creative ways. That'll be a fun one to do also. But um, man, I know you've got stories of students or adults that maybe caught it, you know, they, um, they got it. And they're like, man, I'm going to tell my brother, my sister, whatever, um, about Jesus. Um, maybe it was a student at school. So, um, I just wanted you to share because people do connect with stories, um, share a story in your ministry that you know of someone who kind of got it and uh, began to live since. Yeah. So when I was in West Texas, we had this student, her name was Julia and Julia, um, came to us in between her junior and her senior year of high school. Now, Julia was the president of her 4-H. She was the head of her cheerleading squad. She was the head of the volleyball team. She, in a small town, 3A country school, yeah. she was the girl, right? Yeah. yeah. And she, uh, but she felt something was off, right? She felt, okay, I'm, I'm all these things, but I haven't really lived for Christ. And what she realized was she was a part of the it group, but not, she wasn't the one bullying people, but she was the ones not stopping her friends. Yeah. From yeah. And so she decided that she wanted to do something. And so we started talking and um, for Julia, what she had to do was figure out who her, her identity in Christ was. Right. So she was, it was the Julia on the volleyball team, Julia in 4A, mm. Julia uh, with her parents, Julia on social media, Julia at church, all these different Julia's. And she finally decided, hey, I want to be the Julia that God has created me to be and designed me to be. And when she started to do that, she lost some friends. Um, Yeah, she lost some friends. But what happened is almost 65 students came to know Christ because she was willing to stand up and share her faith in her school. We had one student one time uh, hear her share the gospel, stood up and said, why have I never heard this before in the cafeteria of a school? Right. And because Julia was willing to share her faith um, and what was cool because of her obedience, um, a lot of things started to fall into place. One of her mm-hmm. concerns was, who am I going to date? Well, now God mm-hmm. put a great godly man in her life. Yeah. Um, where am I going to go to school? My parents want me to go here, but I feel called here. God put that in her life. God, God's plan for her life and God's will for mm-hmm. her life started to be evident when she started to serve Christ. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Julia now is an incredible girl that disciples uh, those that are younger than her. She has people discipling her and she is on fire for Christ because she found her identity truly in Christ and was willing to share her faith. And so it's really cool to watch uh, that moment Um, here. I got to see uh, recently when I was in view of a call and at the end of being in view of a call, I preached and then everybody comes down and uh, we shake hands and share germs. And, um, and, but these, (laughs) These three students came came across the the, the front, and uh, this one girl was in the middle of, of these two students and said, "Hey, I want to get baptized." And said, "I said, awesome. When did you get saved?" And she said, "Well, I I haven't quite done that yet, right?" Mm-hmm. I said, okay, you go sit on that pew, 
and we're gonna yeah. I'll come back to you after I shake all these hands. Yeah, and so yeah. Took all the hands, went back to her. Her two friends were there. We just talked for a little bit and talked about Romans ten nine and what that mm-hmm. means, so, um, yeah. confessing and believing, and and what Jesus did on the cross, and went through the four right and yeah. uh, evangelism tool. And I said, "Do you want to do that?" And she said, "Yeah." And so I looked at her two friends and I said, "Which one of y'all can lead her in Christ?" And they both raised their hand. I said, all right, I'll be back. Y'all do that. And so wow. um, it's it's cool to watch. Again, my favorite thing is watching students yes. lead their friends to Christ. Because that's how mm. you multiply, right? You, that's you it. do addition by leading people to Christ. Mm-hmm. You do yeah. multiplication by watching others lead their friends to Christ, right? Be involved. Equip mm-hmm. them. Uh, but then watching. So even if I'm a student, like me sharing my faith is great continue to do that get to that point but that's mm-hmm. not the point where we want to stop just sharing our faith we want to equip others to share their faith now we're multiplying man that's so good i mean what you did there at the end of going hey you know what which one of you can lead her to christ they're like oh i i can do that yeah. man that's where we want to get where they don't have to go well let me take on to pastor cameron maybe yeah. he can do no where you can do it and that's that's the heart of one million cent man we want we yeah. want a million teens trained to be able to do just that so if they're in the locker room, they're in, they're in the classroom, man, wherever they find themselves, man, they can share Jesus and yeah. they can give their story because, well, as Greg Steer likes to say, right, the fastest way to reach is for a friend to tell a friend, right? So we want to reach the next generation. So so let's do that. So Cameron, closing up here, man, real quick, how can people connect with you on social media, Facebook, Instagram? I have no idea, man. Uh, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Yeah, so I'm on the Facebook for the parents. Uh, I'm the on Twitter, Facebook. Instagram, Be Real. Uh, it's just Cameron L. Crow. So Cameron L. Crow and Cameron L. Crow. Yes, sir. Awesome. We'll drop that in the show notes as well. So, all right, man, we're going to bring it full circle here. Now's the, now's the time. The last question we need to know, man, yes. is Cameron Crow a dog person or a cat person? Let us know. 100% dog. Absolutely. Yes. Never yes. cat. Never. I, fi- I figured a beard like that would, you'd have to be a dog guy for sure. Yes. No, this wall would be covered in just nasty cat. No, no. That, yeah, are, no. Yeah. God created dogs. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I love it. Well, listen, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever it is that you're watching this or listen to it at. It helps us out. Hey, if you're getting any sort of value out of this, drop a quick comment, uh, drop a review. It's a blessing to us. It helps us continue to get the gospel out there and train 1 million students around the globe to share the gospel. If you don't uh, if you if you haven't yet, go by the website, onemillioncent.com. And Cameron, I just want to say final once again, man, thanks for being here. Such great information you shared today, bro. Thanks, man. Love you. Love everything you're doing. Thanks Excited you, to be a part of it. All right, man. We'll see you. Later.